Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. The Whisperer joins me once again to preview everything round 14 and have a look back at round 13. Mate, you had a bit of a spell. How are we? I did, mate. Uh, off the park for about a week and a half, but, but back fit and firing. I got the call up, so we're back on, mate. Did some damage up at the GC, I believe. Yeah, mate. Uh, schoolies was uh, was a couple months early for me. Mate, uh, obviously round 13, we've always we've all been preparing for it for a number of weeks. I sort of felt like I was a little bit ill-prepared, but managed to get out of it. Uh, with a half decent score that I was happy with. How did you go? Uh, yeah, mate, top two percent score. Uh, that was always the plan. We, we were going at round thirteen pretty hard. In hindsight, though, I probably could have held back a little bit. Uh, a few of the guys I had in my team didn't perform th- the way that I wanted them to, and that's left me probably a little bit thin on trades. I mean, had had fourteen trades coming into this week uh, with the run home. It's probably not enough, and we're going to be pretty thin in that back stretch. But we still managed uh, over a thousand, which is great. We saw a big green arrow, which is the first time in about ten weeks. So we're back up just outside the top ten k. Obviously, after some horrendous trade ins by me, just a little bit, of my, bit of momentum building to get us back on that uh, right foot. Yeah, mate, I saw a couple of green arrows as well. There went up uh, for the first time in two weeks, which was good. Uh, I scored just over a thousand as well. I was very similar to yourself, mate. What's your biggest regret in your lead up to round thirteen? I think anyone that follows the page knows how much uh, I've been taking the piss out of Cody Ramsey. That's probably the the story so far, thinking that, that he would go okay at fullback, passing up on Nico Hines because of job security. It's uh, It seems to be the meme of the week on my page. And yeah, I'll run with it, but you got to take those risks. Unfortunately, it didn't pay off for me missing out on Hines and, and picking up Ramsey. Mate, obviously, uh, the player of the week last week was uh, his replacement at fullback. Uh, obviously, he jumped in to replace Matt Dufty a few weeks ago. Dufty's back now 100 and I think it was 56 points. Uh, a heap of attacking stats. I mean, when I had a look at his stats and I compared to his supercoach score, like, no doubt it was a really good effort. But considering, I think it was four tries, five line breakers, here's something unreal to only get 156. I was a little bit surprised. Two tries, five try assists, one line break, four line break assists for, yeah, 158, I think you said. Uh, I posted this on my page, man. I think if Duffy's last name was uh, Tedesco, Cleary, or Trevojevic, we would have seen that be up over 200 just with the inconsistencies of scoring this week. But a couple of followers made some good points. He didn't run for a whole lot of meters, didn't have overly too many hit-ups. Uh, those two of those tries, I think one of them had a line break attached to them. We know how good of a support player Dufty is. So when he is cutting back to the middle of the field and there's a drawn pass to the fullback, we know he doesn't get a line break for that. But yeah, for, for the output that he had, if you watched the game and were scoring it uh, without looking at stats too much, I would have put him well over over 200. But yeah, we, we still say 158 and we say it's like it's a bad thing. But yeah, I think uh, it's a great score for people to put him in. I think the toss up this week was, was Gutherson or Dufty. 
I think you'll be you'll be happy with with both those. But Dufty obviously edged him out this week. Were you like myself, mate, and Captain Gutho? I did, mate. I had all the faith in Gutho, and uh, it was it was tough, but a flurry of scores from him, and, and Parramatta really turned it on um, in in the Arvo there, and, and Gutho was was on the end of that. I think he was on about six points after 20, 25 minutes or something. I must say, I was very, very nervous. But this is who Gutho is, super coach wise. He's a roller coaster, isn't he? There's just 10 minutes explosions of 40 and 60 points. That's just the way he goes about things, isn't it? Definitely, mate. I set the line for Gutho at 80. And um, as you said, he had six points after 20 minutes. And I thought, oh, God, we're in, in for another another big red arrow. But he finished up with 80 at half time and then continued on. Uh, the, the game was sewn up and Parramatta sort of threw the hand a little bit. Some more attacking stats to Cardi and, and Matto and whatnot that sort of left Gutho out in the cold, but he done his job in the first 60 minutes of the game and, and that sewed up for captains of him. What about the left centre, Wonga Blake, mate? That's the best game of footy I've seen him play in a long time. Mate, hurry up. Give, give us the glow story of your draft. No, I, I, I lost, so I can't talk shit at all, unfortunately. But if I would have won, don't worry about it. You would have heard about it because I brought him in and thought I got the uh, chicken dinner there, but... Got done and dusted once again. Tell me, mate, round 13, it's now in the uh, in the background. We're looking at round 17 now. Is this a round, obviously another buy round? You've got Manly, Canberra, South Sydney, North Queensland, Canterbury, the Sydney Roosters, the Cronulla Sharks, and the New Zealand Warriors. Is this a, a round that you're going to try and target, or what, what? what's your game play here? Uh, not so much target. I think I've worked out that if I bomb every trade that I've got, including the five that we're going to get round 17. I'll have three trades coming home. I'm not going to go trading out any guns that I had from round 13. So, for example, uh, guys that I'm going to keep in my side for the run home. So, Nathan Cleary's, and for example, I'm not going to trade them out because they're not playing round 17. But we'll look at this in the buy holds and sells. A lot of the dead weight that we brought in to cover round 13, I'd definitely be looking at flipping those for for guys that are going to uh, be bought one keepers for round 17 and, and moving forward. But definitely, uh, there's plenty of options to strengthen your side come 17. And we'll touch on those in the buy holds and sells. Now, mate, it should be noted for everyone listening, we are recording this on Wednesday, so Origin kicks off in a couple of hours for us. I'm going to say the New South Wales Blues, 20-16. to 16. What's your prediction? Uh, oh, I've, got, I've got the Queensland Maroons winning. I can't go any other way, but it, I think it might be uh, one of those really low-scoring affairs, as we said, like an 18-14 or an 18-12 type affair, mate, in favour of Paul Greensman. So obviously for anyone listening to this on Thursday, if there were injuries or whatever that occurred last night in Origin, maybe uh, start to think on your feet as far as buy, hold, sell. But we will get into ours at the moment. So on our buy list, uh, the first man is a guy that I've already brought on the, in this week. Very excited for him over the next few weeks. Cody Walker from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. It is one hell of a run, isn't it? Mate, I've, uh, I picked Walker up myself. We just have a look at the next five games from him. The Knights, the Broncos, the Tigers, the Cowboys, and the Bulldogs. Is there a better five-game matchup for, for, for anyone going around? I don't think so. If Luai plays an okay game, I definitely can see him holding the spot for game two, and that means no Cody Walker, and that's even better for super coaches. He's bottomed out in price as well, so we're getting him at a fantastic price with a fantastic draw. Uh, we know what he can do. It's been a little bit quiet for Cody Walker this year, but you, you don't expect that to continue, do you, mate? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm a little bit nervous, but I still think that the way that he supports up through the center third, I, I still think he will score enough tries over the next five weeks to have a 70 or 80 point average. Uh, obviously, Latrell Mitchell, he's playing origin. If he doesn't back up for South Sydney, we'll see Cody Walker go to fullback, which, mate, I thought that was going to be a gold mine for him. But when Benji comes in, I mean, he just takes over, doesn't he? He plays the first man. He's throwing cutouts to the wingers. It sort of takes Cody Walker out of play a little bit. It's a guy that I think you've got to have, but I don't know about you, but I'm not expecting those mountain high scores that he was doing last year still. 
But that's the thing with Cody Walker, though. We, you, you look at the, the weak matchups and you, you think, oh, this is the week he's going to go huge. But Cody Walker's the kind of guy that could just pull out 150 against the Panthers. Like, he'll just do it out of nothing. And I, I think the highs that he provides just too much to be missing out, especially over the next five games they've got, as we touched on. Mate, I would love to see him get another 150. Just a 100-plus score would be sensational. But so far this year, I mean, regardless of the opposition, he's scoring one or two tries just about every week, and we're capping out at about 80 points. Obviously, I'm probably a little bit more negative because I've got him in my draft team, but good God, it's been a hard a hard one to watch this year. But I, I think he's a guy that, considering Jerome Luai's out and considering the other 5-8 options, I think you'd be crazy not to go with Cody Walker over the next few weeks, right? Definitely, that, and that's the thing. He's bottomed out in price, mate, and I'm I'm stacking him up this week as well. Mate, uh, a front rower that we are both huge fans of. Obviously, the Victor Radley injury at the Roosters definitely helps his cause. Takiyaho, is he a buy this week? A uh, thousand percent, mate. Takiyaho, that rib injury really troubled him for the last couple of weeks. Played limited minutes, but he's back into the starting side, mate, and we're picking him up for less than $400,000, which is, is huge because we know the output that he can put out. Mate, uh, another one by this week out of the Canberra Raiders. Obviously not tracking too well, but their back rower, CHN, uh, he's looking pretty good at the moment, isn't he? I was worried for his first three games when he came back in the starting side because his base wasn't fantastic. But the more he's he's come back into to the NRL, I mean, he's played 80 minutes every week, but the workload has picked up week in, week out. And for the last three weeks, mate, he's had a base over 50 and playing 80 minutes. We know that the attacking stats that he can provide. We know how dominant he can be. Think back to his time at the Bulldogs, mate. I think Corey Hadawiranaira uh, is a fantastic op- option and no surprise here. All three of our buyers this week, mate, all play round 17. And I think a big plus for CHN as well, mate, which the number one thing that was worrying me a few weeks ago about him was Hudson Young. Now, he's obviously eaten Ricky Stewart's lunch or something. He is on the outer so far at the moment. It's a huge plus for CHN and his minutes, isn't it? Definitely. And we look at the, the inclusion of Joe Tarpany. We expect him to play a little bit of 13 with Ryan Sutton. And I think, yeah, that, that opens up that back row spot. Ricky Stewart historically plays his uh, his back row as big minutes. But that was never the, the issue with, with Corey Hadwin. No, it was always the workload. And as I said, he's getting through work in the last three weeks. Like there's no tomorrow. Mate, let's move to our holds. And the number one man on our list here is Jerome Luai. Explain this one to us. Mate, he was the best 5-8th option until about three weeks ago, and his scores just sort of dropped off the radar. But as the same for Cody Walker, mate, Luai is just too damaging to not have in your side. Look, it's going to be rough over the origin period. Expect that, but we know that the output that he can have. I think he's a guy that could average 70, 80 on his day uh, consistently. And yeah, we've been witnessing the star of the show, which is Nathan Cleary in this last six-week spell, which has been some of the best footy that I've ever seen played for Supercoach. But... Luai is, isn't really performing, but do we expect Cleary to continue up with the way that he's playing with that 150 average? I don't think so. So that's why I'm, I'm happy to hold Luai. He's going to be someone that's going to be in your side as a keeper running home, as you touched on as well, mate. What other options uh, at 5.8 are there? I mean, apart from Cody Nikorima, there's probably no other option I'd be looking at that isn't named Walker Luai. And good God, it is just so hard to trust Nikorima, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things where, for some reason, I just look at the Warriors and I just think of inconsistency and, and unfortunately Nick Riemann might be the main man of that and he can go for huge scores some weeks and go for, for poor scores the other weeks that's the problem with having uh, two dominant halves and that's the same thing we're seeing at Penrith here as well mate with Luai and his inconsistent scores but the potential that he's got I'm just I'm too scared to, to, to not have him in my side and if, you, if you're if you looking at your head-to-head matchups and you see Jerome Luai on the other side and you don't have him it's, it's one of those players that you're really looking at and death riding all the week 
Mate, let's dive into our cells, and we're headlined here by Stefano from the West Tigers. Obviously a guy that a lot of people held for round 13, even though he was going for a busted, not getting picked for a while there. But thank God, he definitely did put out for everyone, didn't he? 71 points, scored a meaty. It was sensational. Uh, did nothing for, for the weeks gone by, but he, he rose when we needed him to. And, and if you held him for round 13, he was one of the best options to have. But he's done his job now, hasn't he? He's, he's made some cash. His break-even is about 39, I think, from memory, which which isn't high, but it's not low for a bench player. It's sort of on the cusp. I'd be looking at moving Stefano on, uh, picking up uh, a Luke Thompson, if you can find the cash, for example, or, or a Tohu Harris and, and going from there. But yes, Stefano did the job and he, he definitely provided the goods for you in round 13. I must say, mate, with Stefano, obviously came in with a lot of hype around him. I really feel over the last two or three weeks, he's potentially started to find himself a little bit in first grade. I think he has turned the corner a little bit, but once again, I I don't think you're going to get much more than 40, 45 supercoach points out of him. But just NRL-wise, he has been impressive the last few weeks. It's a problem, the difference between hyped forwards and hyped backs. Like, you look at someone like Sam Walker, who was hyped up. He can get his hands on the footy and create things. Whereas if you're a forward and you're hyped up, um, you're now coming up against blokes your own side, and you just sort of got to get through the work. And as you said, I think Stefano was treading water for the, for the first couple of weeks he was in, in the team. But, yeah, definitely providing uh, more impact for the Tigers and, and getting into his role a little bit better. And I think this is the, the standard we'll see from him until a couple of years when he gets to start. Mate, another sell on our list, a guy out of the Penrith Panthers that people held for last round, obviously Spencer Lenio. I was so, so high on Spencer Lenio. Like, we know all the outs that Penrith were going to have. I expected Lenio to come in, especially after being dropped back to reserve grade where he needed to play big minutes for Ivan Cleary. Come back into the starting side. Mate, I was expecting a 55-60 score, and the minutes just weren't there. He played 33 minutes that week, and uh, yeah, I think that's the reality of Spencer Lenio, and it's not like Stefano who who really uh, rose above the occasion for us for super coaches. I'd just be looking at moving Spencer Lenny on. He hasn't worked out this year. I've held him for 13 weeks for, for the last week that we needed him to perform, and he didn't. And for, for me, he's a big sell. Mate, uh, one more guy I want to ask you about, and he's a guy that I've had since day one, a guy that I've been very high on, Sean Bloor. He's now back from his injury. We heard at the start of the season he was potentially going to start on an edge. Uh, he's a guy that essentially goes points per minute, one, one point per minute, of course. Uh, he's come in over the last few weeks, and my God, he just can't get over 25 points regardless of what happens in these games of footy. He's actually managed to lose money incredibly. Uh, this one has been a nightmare for me, draft and classic-wise. Yeah, this one hurts a bit, but I think this comes down to how well Luke Garner's playing as well. I think he's providing a lot of stability for Michael Maguire and, and he doesn't need to, to stretch too far out. Another one of these guys off the bench that's playing some good footy is Alex Safar. So I think that just puts Bloor down um, in the pecking order. And I was looking to buy him for round 13, but one of the ones I'm glad I didn't pick up. Another one that we'll touch on, uh, a manly a fan favourite, Carl Lawton. I think a lot of people might get sucked into this. You've obviously got Ciro back. Uh, you've got Josh Schuster to come back as well. you got Kepi Ojo. as well. There's there's a number yeah. of names that you can get it get in his way, isn't there? I would definitely be looking at avoiding um, Carl Lawton. Despite, he's been a fantastic signing for Manly and, and provided good impact for Des Hasler, but I think there's just too many mouths to feed and his security is a little bit uncertain. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. 
Mate, obviously the story of this week in Supercoach will be who's going to play and who's not, and it's probably going to be headlined on Friday night by the Penrith Panthers. Is it the best extended bench you've ever seen or what? Mate, I reckon that that seven names alone could beat most first-grade sides. It's it's a pretty star-studded uh, team list when you look at it. You look at the, the 17 they've named, then you scroll down and see the 18 to 25-man names that they've got there, and it's, it's simply incredible, isn't it? Thankfully, it is the, the first day of the round. There's no Thursday game this week because of Origin, and we will know uh, probably Friday, Arvo, what ha- what's happening. But same thing with Tommy Turbo and Val Holmes in the first game as well, mate. Then you, you're highlighted by Teddy. In the next game on on Saturday, you've got all the Titans guys. So, if this is a week for you to have your phone next to you come game day, I'd definitely be be locking in for this week. I personally think round fourteen, mate, is harder to navigate than round thirteen. Mate, I was just having a look at the Manly side before that they've named for this weekend, and my God, it is an absolute clusterfuck of confusion. That both Travoyevichs have been named, and I've sort of thought, oh, surely they won't play, but. Mate, the more I look at this side, the more I think they they, they might be playing. I, I gave them no hope, but I mean. This bench for Manly, it's it's unbelievable, isn't it? It is. It's it's pretty pretty rogue. Uh, I'm just looking at at the extenders now while while I've got you on the on the call. There's no one to, that I can really see filling in for Turbo at fullback, but I just can't see him playing. I'm not too sure what Deddy's going to do, but I just can't see a world where Trevojevic plays. We, we maybe see Ruben Garrett go back to fullback this week, and you've got George Defour on the extenders who could come into to, to the wing. Uh, I think Jerbo will play. Jerbo's uh, historically one of these guys that backs up week in week out don't expect him to play huge minutes Cherry Evans another one who is probably not going to play but but who who comes in for him maybe a Cade Cuss comes into the halves it's it's as much as navigating the starting 17 as is looking at the extenders and working out where coaches are going to lie but I don't know about you mate but I just can't see Turbo backing up yeah, mate, and I, I, I think Nathan Cleary is another one that I'm not expecting to play. I'm, I'm not expecting many of these Penrith Panthers to play. Uh, obviously, the undefeated season, that's gone now, uh, so there's no need to be chasing that. You made a good point to me off mic about Nathan Cleary, obviously, could be chasing Gally M points here. Uh, which, which of these Penrith Panthers do you see backing up if they are going to? Uh, Appy Coruscant is, is the number one option. I think um, he won't be playing footy for finishes as well unless there is a, a drastic injury fall with the 18th man rule coming in uh, and probably someone like a, a Liam Martin. I don't expect him to play huge minutes for origin. So if anyone's going to back up, I definitely could see it being Liam Martin and, and Appy and, and maybe Kurt Capewell. Obviously, mate, there's a number of guys that are heading into this state of origin game with injuries. I mean, you've got Cameron Munster, you've got Harry Grant, you've got AJ Brimson. Surely we're expecting these guys not to suit up on the weekend. Yeah. Mate, hook, uh, hook Munster up to an IV bag full of VB, and I reckon he'll be fine to play any footy game. But in terms of um, in terms of NRL, I think Craig Bellamy's been around the block a few times to, to not bust his superstar 5'8". Uh, they've got plenty of good depth. Uh, the Storm have shown just how well they can perform with with players missing. Uh, didn't see any excuses coming out of the Storm camp last week as to when they had players missing and they managed to get up and win. So there's plenty of depth at the Storm for them to play. Uh, for the Titans, I think AJ Brimson's carrying that bone bruising injury. I think a lot of these coaches are happy just to write off uh, this week and, and move on for, for the better good of the season. Mate, I, I think the Titans are one of the more interesting teams this weekend. They've obviously got AJ, uh, they've got Tino, and they've got David Fafita, which will be coming back from Queensland origin. Now, mate, I'm not sure if this team can afford to lose many more games. Obviously, they want to be playing finals footy this year. It's sort of getting now into the second half of the season where they need to start putting wins together. Do you think that'll be putting pressure on the coach there? 
Mate, I was looking at um, I was looking at the ladder and I was surprised to see the Titans in twelfth. You, you think of I guess some of the good wins they've had and you expect them to be a little bit higher than what they are. They've also got Mo Fodawaker as well um, for the Queensland Blues on the bench. Yep. So there's, there's a few big names for them to stand out and yeah, you make a good point, man. Maybe they are forced to suit up and, and even play limited minutes, but maybe Justin Holbrook just needs them to get up. But you look at the opposition. The Roosters aren't missing anyone apart from Tedesco, which is baffling. You think of how good the Roosters are, and they only have one player that's playing Origin. We look at Angus Crichton, who was suspended and is going to miss it. He's back as well, which is a huge tick for super coaches. But apart from Tedesco, mate, the Roosters aren't missing anyone. So it's uh, it's interesting to see if Holbrook looks at this game as a, as a must-win or if he's happy to ride it off against a, an all-star lineup. And mate, to be honest with you, if I'm Justin Holbrook, I honestly think I want Tedesco to play. At least I know what I'm going to get out of Teddy. You put Joey Manu there. How on earth do you prepare for Joey Manu? It's just an absolute lottery, isn't it? Mate, I I, uh, I posted this the other day. Is, is Joey Manu like a top seven, top eight fullback in the NRL, even though he doesn't play there? I, I definitely could make the argument for it. Whenever we see him starting at number one or number six, we just see how electric he is. And I feel he's so pigeonholed in the centres. But he does a job for Trent Robinson week in, week out. But I always look forward to Origin because we do get to see Joey Manu playing fullback and it's something special to see. Mate, obviously it's hard to say right now until we know who's playing, who's in, who's out. But who are the captain guys that you're looking at this week? Uh, the new recruit, Cody Walker, definitely looking at him as a VC. I think I can't pass up Gutho again. Uh, the Tigers had a brilliant defensive display last week against a, an understrength uh, Penrith side, but they leaked points like there's no tomorrow. The Eels, I think they were played back into form, so I can't pass up Gutho, as we said, uh, Cody Walker as well. But you've got your origin guys, if they're going to back up. Uh, I don't think, if Cleary does play, I don't think his output is going to be too dissimilar to what we see from him normally. Uh, Angus Crichton is another one to look at as well. Ryan Madison, these guys that unaffected by origin moving forward. Uh, definitely could see a world where you chuck a sneaky VC on Joseph Sawali, even though he isn't named in the starting 17. If Teddy drops out of the side, we expect Manu to go back to fullback and that center spot opens up for Sawali. So I think this week is, is a week to, to go a little bit riskier with your VCs, but I would definitely be playing it safe with your captain choices. I think it's one to also consider, obviously, if we do see these guys from Origin that do back up this weekend. I mean, if I'm looking at the Penrith Panthers and they're up by 20 or 30 into the second half, like you would have to think they'd be taking some of these fellas off the field again. So something to be aware of. I think Clint Gutherson, he's looking ripe again this weekend. Yeah, mate, personally, I'm going to the VC on Cody Walker and the C on Gutho. Mate, it has been a pleasure having you on once again. Uh, best of luck tonight for your Queensland Maroons. Uh, fingers crossed the Blues get the job done for me. Uh, one of us is going to be right tomorrow morning when people are listening to this. And uh, fingers crossed this is New South Wales, mate. Let's hope uh, Dane Gagai gets over that tonsillitis, mate. Oh, good God. Fuck me. Every fucking year, isn't it? It is just ridiculous. Next year, someone will uh, someone will, will still have... I reckon someone will have COVID next year, mate, and they'll, and they'll come through it better. It'll be bloody Meninja Cockle hitting Queensland soon. Unbelievable. Mate, have a cracking weekend. Good luck in Supercoach. Can't wait to have you back on next week. Up the Maroons.